Hello world, welcome to After The Show, the BSM music podcast that's kind of about music, but then again, it's kind of not. On today's episode, I chat to Heads Above The Way founder Cy Martin about the charity's beginnings, what they do in South Wales, and what the future holds for them. Also, just a content warning, there is a conversation about self-harm in this episode, so if that doesn't sound like something you want to listen to, maybe sit this one out. We also talk about South Wales and wrestling. I guess there's kind of something for everyone in this one. I don't normally do this. I usually just uh, ease into the conversation, but I thought we just jumped up straight into the deep end and you could explain to people who may not be aware what Heads Above the Wave is, okay. what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, it all kind of started as this idea for, to me, like, it was finding music. It was finding, like, pop punk music in particular and, like, mm-hmm. playing drums was a thing that really helped me... I guess get through like a lot of the stuff I was dealing with as a teenager. So like self-harm was a big thing that was kind of like a really unhealthy coping mechanism that was in my life. Mm-hmm. And um, there was this, I wish I could say that I had this big light bulb moment where I was like, aha, uh-huh, drums is the thing that's going to help me. But it, there it, is. it wasn't. Yeah, it was, it was just this kind of uh, slow process, I guess, where there was one day I came home and like, after like being bullied and just having a really rubbish day in, in school, kind of rather than taking it out on myself, taking it out on a drum kit mm. and feeling better after that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess like the original kind of idea behind heads was that we were going to um, make t-shirts that would have a slogan that said like pop punk saved my life or something, because that was, that was the thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would donate the proceeds from those t-shirts to a charity like the Samaritans or Mind mm-hmm. or, you know, people doing really good work like that. Um, and then just try and like, yeah, share this story and try and get everyone to play the drums and everyone should play drums because drums is the best thing ever. Yeah, right. Um, I guess a few things kind of happened then. So like I was working for an organization at the time who they did like marketing and um, events and and communications for a few like clients like Google and Virgin Media and stuff. And one of the clients was uh, a charity called Unlimited. Mm-hmm. Now they fund social enterprises. So someone I was working with said, oh, you should apply to Unlimited for the funding to do this t-shirt project that you want to do. Okay. Um, put in this application and they kind of came back and said, okay, it sounds like a really lovely idea. It sounds like a really nice thing you want to do, but we won't fund you to uh, support another organization we'd fund you to start your own organization i see now this is something that had never like appealed to me at all like mm. I, i'm like i i doubt pretty much everything that i do and i second guess all my decisions and stuff so yeah. like the idea of me like running a business and being like in charge of something i was mm. like no i was no, terrified i just want to play drums yeah exactly yeah yeah <laughs> i just want everyone to play drums so um yeah it, it was a really weird kind of like what are you going to do this then? And it was kind of like, mm. Ooh, okay. And started, yes, for the money. Yes. Well. <laughs> yeah. Oh mate, if I was doing it for the money, I'm in the wrong business. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, like, so kind of then started kind of putting it out there and, and getting a few more people involved. So like my friend Hannah, my friend Griff, uh, a few other people I was like working with at the time were like getting involved and helping out, put some kind of feelers out on the internet as well, in terms of like, if we were to try and start this organization, what sort of thing would you want it to be? Or, you know, have you dealt with this stuff? How did you deal with it yourself? So loads of people ended up getting back uh, back to us on that and then kind of saying, 
well, it wasn't drums that helped me. It was uh, writing. I like I made lists of everything in my life, and or you know, it wasn't it wasn't drums that helped me. It was going for a run and hitting the gym and. and and kind of just slowly kind of getting this idea that there's all these different coping mechanisms out there for people that can serve the same purpose and and give that same kind of release or whatever it is that self-harm is serving and then can like serve that in a much more healthy and positive way. So uh, yeah, so so that's a really long winded way of answering your question. But like, (laughs) so I guess in a nutshell, then what heads is, is now is uh, a nonprofit organization based in Cardiff. That's uh, looking to ultimately uh, improve young people's mental health and give people tools and uh, make them feel equipped, help them feel Mm -hmm. equipped um, to, to deal with whatever life throws at them. Because we've had all sorts of people get in touch from, you know, the, the, the wildest thing for me, I remember there was when we first put the website up and had people's stories and experiences and advice and stuff shared on this website, we had people getting in touch and saying, oh, I, you know, have gone through postnatal depression and the stuff mm. on your site really resonates with me. Or, you know, I'm bipolar and the stuff on here really resonates with me and it really helped me. And I'm, I'm there thinking this wasn't specifically written for that this was written for people who were dealing with self-harm and and Mm. but it's it's the sort of thing that can apply to everyone because everyone has bad days everyone has bad things happen to them but it's how we cope with them and how we deal with them and how we react to them that Mm -hmm. really kind of um can can make a difference really i suppose so yeah we're, we're trying to share that and the way we do that sorry i'm just rambling notes now it's fine. The, uh, it's fine it's just going to be me answering one question uh, asking one question and then the next 45 minutes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, be, I'll be the next six weeks of your podcast and be just me answering this first question um so that yeah so um the way we, we kind of try to help people is um so we are doing the merch with a message behind it so hopefully um so if i see someone wearing like a wonder years t-shirt i'll be like yeah oh, i love the wonder years they're a sick band which is your favorite True. album or yeah, exactly which is your favorite album what you know did you see them at this festival and like yeah maybe i'm too far the other way and i will i will massively chat with everybody and everyone mm. but like the idea there is that like that's a, it's a common thing you know we obviously both yeah. like this band and you've got a talking point exactly and that's like that's such a an important thing when it comes to mental health then is that like because sometimes just starting that conversation can be a little bit hard or awkward mm. so the hope with the merch and the designs is that they're like just six shirts that you'd want to wear anyway, rather than it being like, this is our mental health organization. Yeah, right. It's kind of like, just trying to be like a cool design. And then that is like, hopefully a conversation starter. So someone might say, oh, that's a cool shirt. Where'd you get it? Oh, it's from Heads Above the Waves. They're actually a mental health based organization. And then, you know, hopefully that can spark a few conversations. Um, So we're doing that. We've got, we sell that in a shop uh, in the center of Cardiff. Mm -hmm. We've got a little uh, space there, which is great because it's a space to sell merch from, but it's also a place where people can come and just hang out and be um, in town. So if you're feeling a bit overwhelmed or if there's, uh, you know, something on your mind, you can come and just hang out and we've got like books in there for people to sit and read. We've got PS2 with the best game ever made, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Boom, there it is. And uh, yeah, that's like hopefully a space people can come and hang out. We've got uh, information and advice uh, on the website and on social media as well, which is something that I know 
like social media is a bit of a controversial one and it obviously like has the potential it's just it's an echo chamber it's just an echo chamber of of all the best and the worst things that are going on <laughs> right, at all yeah, the times. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And yeah, it's it's so easy to get into this kind of loop, isn't it? Like you say, like yeah. the echo chamber of just seeing the same things over and over again. And that has the power to be something either really harmful and really unhelpful, or that has the power to be something really positive and really good. So we're trying to put that out there on the on the good side of things so that we're mm-hmm. hopefully infiltrating people's timelines as they're scrolling with some good, yeah. positive stuff. Do you find that as your nonprofit has grown to the position that it is, that you get yourself stuck in a paradox where you almost are taking on too much of it, taking on this positive, positive mental attitude and this positive outlay that you are struggling, that you find yourself worrying and stressing about like cost of overheads or making sure that your image and that your output is of the same mind as when you started I feel like that could be a loop that maybe people don't even think about oh my gosh yeah like and and the the worst thing as well is worrying of coming across like a hypocrite you know so like posting online like I've had days where I'm sat there feeling like absolutely miserable and like I don't want to do anything at all and I I'm really mm. struggling but I'll still sit there and post from head social media being like everything's gonna be okay yeah, you know yeah. and I'm like <laughs> do I even believe this myself but yeah but is I, that even helping me in this position yeah Probably not but then but then you know I think the there's there's two sides to it I think I think that in the one hand just putting something out there and kind of being encouraging and and having something that might help someone is better than not having anything you yeah know? for sure um, well you never know how someone's gonna like you might be having a bad day but you putting that up, you don't really know how that will affect someone else who's maybe online at the same time having a bad time. Exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, I really hope that there's there's something positive to take away from just putting something out there, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think, that, you know, the other side of that, of the coin is this, uh, this Wonder Years lyric that I keep coming back to, which is that it's not about forcing happiness, but it's about not letting sadness win. Mm. So you know, you don't have to always be happy and you don't have to always have the answer to things. Yeah. But it's about not letting, when you have a crappy day, not letting that wipe you out and mm. destroy you. So, you know, in a way, me kind of having to look for little positives in things and having to find yeah. something positive to say for the sake of the, the content is uh, is a useful thing for me. Yeah. So you say it came from a Wonder Years lyrics and it came from you coping, like your coping mechanism at the time was was finding a release in playing drums, which I tend to believe is a very good release. Um, Did you always want to focus in like solely, not solely, maybe majority in a creative pool, if you know what I mean? Yeah, I think so. Um, But... I think that it's, yeah, it's something that is, I, I can quite comfortably stand there and say, here is the the active power that music can have on you. And, <laughs> yeah. And, so it's almost a bit like practicing what you preach. Yeah. 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 And uh, because I think the one thing that I always, I do kind of struggle with when we're doing heads is this idea of like me not being authentic. So mm. uh, I'm conscious that, for example, like, my parents are both still happily married. So if ever anyone's like, 
oh, I'm, I'm feeling rubbish because my parents are going through a divorce, for example. Yeah. I can't say, oh, yeah, I know how that feels. Yeah. Um, which obviously isn't a bad thing. I'm obviously having my parents still together. Yeah, no, it's just an odd one, isn't it? But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me pass you on to uh, my friend over here whose parents have been through a divorce. Yeah, and not, not that you'd like... Not that you would ever things. say that to someone, but it's almost like that's probably more helpful for you. Yeah, <laughs> because because to actually speak to someone who has been through it and got it and actually knows it and understands it, you know, so, same as like, you know, gender issues or things with sexuality, like... I can I can empathize I can empathize you know mm. with with anyone going through a rubbish time because I know how it feels to feel rubbish and I think mm. all of us do but I think to actually speak to someone so that's where it's really helpful you know I, I personally think and believe that for me to go into school and uh, oh, I don't know if I mentioned this we do school workshops as well is another thing that we do which are I was gonna it was gonna it's on my it was on my list okay, of things sick. to bring up. Cool. <laughs> um, but so, like, when we're there and talking to these kids and they're saying, you know, um, I'm struggling with self-harm, for me to be able to sit there and be like, yeah, I have been through that same thing as well and here I am now, you know, not not, not saying, like, you could turn out as sick as me, but, um, like... Do you like wrestling? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the drums. Don't go down this path, yeah. But, so, <laughs> but you know, I, I think that authenticity is, like, such an important thing and... To be able to connect with someone in that way, that's why, for me personally, I think, yeah, creativity has very much been, like, a big focus and a, a big thing because it's something that has actively helped me. And, yeah, um, yeah I think that's, that's really important. But then equally, I think, you know, we're then trying to look for... So we're working with members of the LGBTQ plus community, for example, to create some content and advice pieces and stuff around the issues around that you know so yeah i actually watched your um latest i was on the youtube last night and actually watched the latest uh round table discussion oh yeah cool yeah um that was really good i really liked that i think there's no there hasn't been i mean there was a bit of a jerry springer vibe to it i liked that though <laughs> i mean there wasn't people yelling in to <laughs> set the scene for people who haven't seen it there's not like a load of audience members <laughs> yelling at each other and putting their problems up but it, it was it was very well produced and i thought there hasn't seemed to be there doesn't seem to be anything like that at the moment where I mean it's it's an hour long and you I'd be honest with you I didn't think I'd sit through it all but I was captivated by it and managed to watch it all and I thought it was a really good discussion I think that's something that could be quite quite interesting in the future to do oh yeah and I'd, I'd love to to roll that out and do uh, do more of those um, mm. because we're, we're super lucky really with like with the Welsh scene like it's there's a, some amazing bands and amazing talent in mm-hmm. South Wales, but also South Wales is like the smallest place in the world. So like, yeah, totally. it's one of the things that drew me to Wales actually, as a bit of a tangent, but like, I remember growing up and listening to like, uh, Funeral for a Friend, uh, The Blackout, Glass Houses, Bullet. Well, yeah, pretty much R.I.P. Yeah. to most of these bands now actually. Yeah, right. And I remember growing up at the time and thinking like, oh, well, they must all just be best friends because they're all from South Wales. And then I got a little yeah. bit older and I was like, it obviously doesn't work that way like, yeah. just because they're from But the it same does. Place. But then, yeah, <laughs> now I'm here and I'm part of this scene, I'm like, it totally is. Like, when we yeah. did this roundtable, we were like, okay, we want to get members of Casey and Holding Absence. And rather than that being like, having to send an email to a manager and be like, hello, we would yeah. like your artist. To be. It was just like, oh, all right, Tom, all right, Lucas, do you want to come down and be this yeah. thing? Like, yeah, um, yeah. It's, oh, we're doing this thing tonight. Do you want to crack on? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So that, I mean, that was, and that's a really great uh, side of it being such a small <laughs> world down here. But yeah, I'd love to roll that out and do like um, a much bigger one, you know, um, yeah. 
with loads. Well, of like you're saying, you're looking at you're you're actively seeking out people of the LGBTQ plus scenes and worlds. Like having, I mean, it almost creates its own safe space within it. Like people can people who maybe don't feel comfortable talking to people in in the real world or people who don't feel comfortable picking up the phone and calling support lines can like watch these these videos and these discussions and actually relate to it yeah there's so much scope for doing that on like a live setting where you're like you know facebook living it or youtube living it where there's a comment section people can dip in and dip out yeah i think that i think that's a really cool thing yeah i think that should that should definitely be um looked at Absolutely. Because I know as a, as a kid, like, I would feel, I would feel so anxious walking up to, like, a charity. I mean, especially if you suffer from anxiety, the idea of, like, going up to someone and talking about your problems is just a complete and total no. Well, like, yeah. I'm not going to do that. And, and honestly, that's, like, that's partly why, like, in the original kind of idea, Samaritans was an organization I really wanted to try and champion because yeah. when I was, you know in the thick of it, my sister actually gave me the number of Samaritans and said, mm. please ring these people. And I kind of, I, I didn't, I never did. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, that's partly because I was a bit like, I hate talking on the phone. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, but then kind of also because I was there being like, well, my problems aren't important enough. I don't, you know, I don't want to bother someone with my little, sure. trivial little problems, which um, obviously I kind of, later learned that if it's a problem to you, then it's a problem worth sorting out, you know? Mm. Um, but yeah, like, I guess trying to kind of dispel that idea that Samaritans or, 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 or Childline or, you know, Papyrus, all these amazing organizations that are just there to listen to you, mm. trying to make that seem less scary is, is, is a, um, a kind of personal mission of mine, I guess, as well, along with mm. all this. Um, as as well as I think it is getting like maybe maybe it's because we are of this kind of <laughs> the MSN generation, which might alienate some younger listeners. MSN was a uh, fantastic instant chat I've, service. <laughs> I've looked at the stats of this podcast. I know I know our target market. <laughs> it's definitely the MySpace generation and the MSN world. Sick, but you yeah. know what I mean. Like, and, and we like we were kind of on the you know the early days of this kind of online communication. Yeah. Uh, versus like you know kids who are coming up through school now like they're kind of growing up with Snapchat and DMs and mm. Facebook Messenger and constant connectivity um, do you feel like our generation is was maybe better suited I mean it's going to sound like a weird question but do you feel like our generation was better equipped for online bullying than ooh than kids who are growing up with the internet. Because I, I was born in 91. I don't know when you were born. Around Probably around the same sort of time. 1990, yeah. Right. So we grew up pre-internet. Mm. Had dial-up. Dealt with all the chat rooms <laughs> in the early stages of the internet. Finding friends, having friends online. That pen pal stuff that you would do at school. Do you feel like we were better equipped for for online bullying as we kind of just like took it in our stride where kids now are like growing up and just like it seems to just be a thing that happens yeah i think i think it was much easier for us to to kind of switch off from it you know like you mm. said like we'd have dial-up and it would take you yeah. 20 minutes to get online to get yeah. online bullied mum would pick up the phone and then you You're there's the bullying gone yeah well done yeah which which obviously you know like the 
there's there's obviously always been I think this issue that there are always bullies in every walk of life that you're in and, mm. and you're always gonna have to kind of face that but I think yeah I, I do I do think we had a bit of an easier ride because we could kind of you'd have the one computer and then it would be like you'd switch it off and there it was yeah. and obviously if someone was like mean to you online you'd obviously if you turn the computer off you still got that in your mind but like for sure but like I do think it was much easier. Whereas now, I mean, like I constantly get stressed out. Like the do not disturb mode on iPhones is like my favorite feature now because mm. I just like, I get, I get a little bit like stressed and overwhelmed when my phone's pinging up um, mm-hmm. with like people. <laughs> this is just to be on a personal rant now. Hating people. <laughs> this is what I hate about oh, the world mate, now. <laughs> Here but, I go. But, but, like, you know, when like, you've got like loads of like different things to say and you could send it in one big long message, but people or send just... it in like, ping, 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 ping. Oh, it, like when my phone is like pinging like that, it just, it, I don't know, something about it just like stresses me out. And then, but I'm also the sort of person who can't imagine not having my phone it like more yeah. than one foot away from me at any time. So, of course. and I, and I think again, that's like, that's becoming something that like we've kind of grown up and grown into. And like you said, when maybe we are a little bit more equipped because we have this memory of I don't need to be permanently connected versus Mm. people who are have grown up permanently connected like my Mm. five-year-old niece knows how to use an iPad and has done for years do you know what I mean like how wild is that yeah (laughs) yeah um and and you know like like I said I I think it's part I think part of the problem actually is that um the support that's available for people isn't evolving at the same pace as the problems that are presenting themselves to people. Interesting. You know, so um, not not to bash anyone in particular, but like when we're going along to meetings or something and, uh, you know, the government or someone, for example, is like, don't worry, we've set up a Facebook page now. And you're kind of like, like, oh man, like if you did that 10 years ago, then maybe that would have yeah. been... People would like relevant. it and actually engage with it. Now you just don't like a page or you don't know about it half the time. Yeah, well, and or like, you know, if you're trying to reach 11, 12, 13 year olds, Facebook's kind of a, you know, yeah, whatever, yeah. Um, dying dinosaur. Yeah, which is scary. You know, I'm 28 and I'm feeling like out of touch with a lot of this stuff now, you know. Oh, I mean, I find the best thing that I've done in the last couple of years is just getting rid of Facebook on, on my phone. Mm. And it's oh, yeah. Fantastic. It's so, like, liberating, isn't it? Yeah. Like, and my, my main worry for, I mean, this, is, this could probably stem into another question, but my main worry for, like, the general creative industries is how reliant creativity is based on social media platforms and how like for instance so i got i go, I go on on tours as we were talking about previously and there and a, quite a, maybe about half the jobs i've been offered are through specifically designed groups on social medias yeah for looking for work and if i didn't if if, if i had enough work coming in i just wouldn't go online i just would not be on facebook and it'd be great and it, all the stress, anxiety of those sort of social circumstances would just disappear. But the problem that I think the creative industries is moving in is it's always like you need to be online, you need to be active, you need to be present. And, you know, it's it's something that I've preached to people that I work with that you need to be relevant and online and active. But I'm starting to think that you don't need to do that. You can just do what you want when you want. Yeah, I, and I think there's like... 
again, maybe we're kind of romanticizing it because it was kind of we grew up pre-internet. But yeah. like, but personally, like I've always found this idea of like uh, flyering a show, for example, um, someone coming up to you and being like, "Hey, look, my band is playing down the road. Here's a flyer," mm. or like, or like the personal connection. Like, this is the problem. Like, social media kind of gives you this. Uh, false reality that you have this really intimate connection to bands or artists or pro wrestlers mm. and um, you're kind of like seeing behind the scenes but actually you're seeing the behind the scenes that they want you to see yeah, yeah. which is always it's always going to be the case but like you know you're not seeing the substance abuse you're not seeing the yeah, yeah. crippling anxiety you're not seeing the panic attacks you're not seeing you know this this is again stems into my whole issue with social media is that people put on a front they put on a mask and it's like you're you're judging yourself based on other people we all do it we've all we've all sat there and you know oh so actually yeah i've got a good point on this so um (laughs) so i uh arching forward in your chair yeah yeah this i would tell no i'm so excited i am um uh so i was recently on tour in the states uh with an act called novo amor and like Dude, it's, it's literally living the dream, isn't it? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm on a bus playing drums in America. Like, mm-hmm. that's so wild. Then at the same time, uh, my friends in Holding Absence are off um, doing a UK tour and it just looks amazing. And, yeah. and I find myself, I found myself literally led in my bunk looking at their pictures and being like, oh man, I'm so jealous. And I'm yeah. like, you know, I had to literally like put my phone down and zoom out and be like, hang on, like, yeah, what yeah. am I doing? Like, I'm, I should be here living and enjoying this moment right now. And But you're back, you're back in the UK trying to think, like, oh, I wish I was at that show. Yeah, and, and just, I'm being like, oh, because Novo More is very kind of like mellow music, it's really chilled mm. out, whereas obviously Holding Absence is a lot more like uh, intense and, and very kind of passionate driven. And, and so like all their fans are kind of like stage diving and there's like, mm. you know, all this mad circle pits and stuff going yeah, on. Yeah. And I'm like, why don't we have any of that? And it's like, because obviously no one's going to circle pit or stage like this. But like, um, but, and I was chatting with uh, Hannah who runs Heads by the Waves with me. I was chatting with her the other day about like, how do we um, stop this kind of feeling of, of comparing ourselves with other people and, and feeling like they're better. And I think one thing that kind of helps me and I, I do it with Holden Absence, I did it with a band called Casey as well a lot where like, Rather than me being necessarily just sitting there being like, oh, why doesn't mine look like that? I'll actually, I'll, I'll take that kind of that energy and that you know that feeling that's in me, and I'll actually turn that into like positive energy. Oh, I sound like such a hippie, but like I'll turn that into like positive energy towards them. Do you know what I mean? So rather yeah, than yeah. me just sitting there being like, oh, I wish mine looked like that, I'll send them a message and be like, guys, you are absolutely crushing it on your tour at the moment. That looks amazing. Mm. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud to know you, mm. and like turning that kind of thing into yeah t- turning that energy into something putting it out into the world as something positive and mm. and again like I'd, I'd be lying if I sat here and said and so yeah so I just don't compare myself to anyone anymore and it's fine yeah so I'm completely happy all the yeah. time and it's great um, but you know but <laughs> end of podcast yeah yeah click <laughs> um, but it's, it's about yeah it's about it's about like trying to take little steps and and I I think that's the other you know the other kind of key message with heads as well is that like everything we do it's like 
it's not rocket science, the stuff we're talking about. It's not some no. crazy revolutionary new thing that no one's ever thought of before. It's it's playing drums, it's writing lists, it's going for a run, mm. it's playing video games, it's, it's finding the thing that helps you. Um, and it's it's doing it until it becomes a habit, you know what I mean? And it, mm. until it becomes the, the go-to coping mechanism for you. And one, a really great point that Hannah makes in the workshops sometimes is this idea of, you didn't come out of the womb self-harming, you learned mm. that behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's possible to learn another behavior that's going to replace that. And, and, but it's, it's all, um, it's all slow steps. And, uh, you know, again, at the risk of sounding old at 28 kids these days, um, <laughs> like we are in such an instant gratification culture. Do you know what I mean? I can mm-hmm. order something on Amazon prime and it can be here tomorrow morning. Yeah. Like that's so wild. And like, we get really used to like, like what first world problem I turned my smart TV on this morning and it wouldn't connect to Netflix straight away and I was like oh what is this you know yeah. uh, but like that's just like that's kind of where we're at as a society we expect everything to be like this really quick fix and everything to be like instant instant gratification and like you know sorted whereas like I think particularly when it comes to mental health it's, it, it just just doesn't work that way it, mm. it's you know it takes time and it takes work and it takes practice to be to be to, to get better you know and and it's not a case of actually trying to necessarily get better it's maybe it's more a case of just learning to manage it you know like some mm. things are never going to go away and kind of learning that and understanding that and accepting that but learning how to manage it yeah is you know it, it takes well, it's, it's also about like learning to learning to live with the demons that you have and how to like saying earlier and how to cope with them and how to recognize when those demons are almost encroaching on your your time and your space and how to push that back yeah and move on in a positive positive way yeah and yeah like like you said like how to not let it wipe you out you know yeah when mm. when to because that's the other thing like you know it's not about forcing happiness it's about not letting sadness win it's it is exactly. like you know you, you're not always gonna be happy and you're not always yeah gonna, it's okay to not be okay yeah. you know and, like it's fine and the, that, it's totally fine it's one thing that really annoys me is how like the, the problem of like the, the kind of mental health world is that it is littered with cliches oh yeah but it's kind absolutely. of like but like there's kind of a reason why do you know what I mean like mm-hmm. to say it's okay not to be okay is like is such a you'll you'll see that on pretty much every mental health organisation kind of will promote this idea it's almost like a tick list like here are the things that we need to say <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 to make sure that we cross every bridge but but like but there's also a reason why it, it says that because it's true you know things become yeah. cliches because they're said so much Oftentimes because they're true not always I suppose but yeah but yeah, and I think, I think the more we can kind of put that idea out there and and make it acceptable, and you know, and actually have people that you might look up to or people that you might compare yourself to sit in there and actually quite honestly saying, "I struggle sometimes." And we've mm-hmm. done some really great interviews uh, with bands. We did some, you know, a really really honest interview with a band called Real Friends. Had a really good one with um, Enter Shikari actually a couple of years ago. Um, just kind of you know talking about like 
dealing with anxiety and dealing with mm. you know how how do you get through the day sometimes and and do you feel do you feel like there is a do you feel like there is a problem in the industry oh yeah massively i think i think the music industry is such a a weird and unique beast you know and mm. uh we, we, we were chatting earlier weren't we saying about like what it's like to be on tour and you kind of like you'll be in like a city and kind of go like right okay i've got three hours let's run around yeah. and see what we can see and yeah. um you know like trying to explain that to my my fiance um there it is trying to explain that to to her when we like you know when i first was like all right i'm going away for a month bye and she was like oh sick so you're just gonna go off on holiday for a month and i'm kind of like well yeah like kind of but also kind of not do you know what i mean like i'm gonna kind of have a whirlwind tour around these places and and i guess until you've actually kind of been there yourself again it's 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 this thing isn't it it's it's authenticity and, and being able to relate and actually being able to understand what it is actually like yeah I, th- I think it's one of the craziest um industries that i've i mean that i've ever been part of and ever worked in and ever wanted to work in i felt like the desire to be part of a creative industry was so strong within me i think it came from obviously just playing music back in the day that i would almost do anything to get into this position and then once you're there it's like the upkeep and the sustainability of that work ethic that you're doing and that work level that you're doing burns you out. And I feel like, I mean, I know, I know people who are similar age to us who are like, you know, have, you, you couldn't sit down and have a mental health conversation with them. Like people I used to go to school with, cause they would just not have, I don't think they would have any sort of concept of what that is, or maybe they can't relate to it in a way that, that we, that we deal with it but it's it i think there is a real problem with like <laughs> i mean i said i was saying it a lot last year like i feel like the music industry is like killing off its young like bur- burning up burning out its young to the point where there isn't anyone to work dude have you seen that video that's like uh i think it was vanity fair like billy eilish like the same interview like a year apart no oh dude it's it's like it's really good um it's kind of like her like in when she's like 15 or something being like I'm fresh faced in the music industry and I think it's really cool yeah. and then kind of like yeah. her being uh, when she's like 16 being like I've been the in the bags, music industry the bags and the worry strength and yeah and kind of look at when like she's watching back her old answers for what she said a year ago and being like oh you sweet naive child and all this stuff and <laughs> god that's so like painfully true well, yeah and it's like and then she's like she's like 16 and she's like massive and I'm like I love Billie Eilish I think she's sick but like yeah. um yeah it's 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 a wild one and I think it's it's one of those things as well where like the sex drugs and rock and roll thing doesn't necessarily happen so much anymore but I think it's very oh, much I feel like it's generational I yeah. feel like I, I've again sort of privately talking to people about like how I feel that there's going to be like a big generational change in the next 20 to 30 years like people talking about music being more inclusive, but there's still being like, you know, a lot of issues with like race and all this sort of stuff in the press and 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 transphobia and all this sort of stuff that no one's gonna sit there and be like, yes, we are a transphobic publication, but <laughs> yeah. also they're not gonna sit there and maybe give mainstream coverage to uh, a person of color. And those issues like we're, I mean, 
we're both white guys and we sometimes sit on a position of privilege but we have to accept that these that other people people of color people of different races and everything like mental uh issues hit probably hit them a lot harder than other people especially in creative industries because they have to battle a lot harder than other people yeah and 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 that thing you know to use another good old cliche though this idea of of you're not alone like it feels like you are alone sometimes when yeah. when you're whether you're dealing with like mental health issues or, or like you know I, I can't even begin to imagine what it's like to be like you know discriminated against I, 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 I have female friends within the within the music world who are constantly having to battle it and be like no no I'm in the band not a groupie and I yeah, need yeah. to be here to do the job yeah. that you're here to help mm-hmm. me with you know and, and I'm here because I'm good at my job. Yeah, and yeah. I, I can't begin to imagine what that must actually be like um, to have to actually live with. And I think, again, this kind of, we need we need as many people as possible to kind of actually uh, stand together and actually be like, you know, we are all in this together. Mm. And, um, you know, you're not the only person who's going through this and it's okay. And mm. here's how, you know, here's some ways that you can deal with it based off of what I've learned. And here's, yeah. you know, here's things from my experience that might help you. Maybe it's a mistake I've made, but maybe it's, yeah. you know, to well, heads, is all, heads always seems to me, to me seems to be very much about the community and what you can do as an organization for your community in South Wales. Um, how would you uh, suggest is probably the wrong word. How would you, portray that to someone who's not in your immediate scene like how and your community like how could they help their community in their scene um pause for thinking yeah yeah pause yeah <laughs> dead radio time dead radio time um so i guess honestly the 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 best thing really is kind of like being conscious of what you're doing so mm-hmm like video games is a big thing for me right like there's there's a big difference between me being like okay i'm gonna there's nothing to do or i'm bored or i'm just gonna kill time so i'm gonna sit and yeah play apex legends which i do a lot of time there's a difference between me doing that and me being like okay i'm in a rubbish place and i need to take some time to look after myself and not worry about my email inbox for a little bit i'm going to play mm-hmm. playstation for an hour and then i'm going to do it back and tackle it again um so i think that is that kind of conscious choice there um of this exact same action but more of a conscious choice of why i'm doing it and mm-hmm. i think we can do that in terms of like uh looking out for one another and being there for each other you know so um it's such a it's such a british thing isn't it to be like all right right yeah and, and we kind of yeah i'm all right thanks yeah, yeah we kind of we kind of just say like all right yeah fine yeah you like as a default reaction you know and, and i think mm. being conscious of that and actually you know actively asking someone when you see them how, how are you doing like what's what's going yeah. on in your life rather than rather than just right and 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 again consciously asking that question and 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 consciously answering that question as well in terms of you know you don't necessarily need to share your life story and you don't you know if you spark a conversation with someone on the bus you don't don't need to be like well here's the thing i'm struggling with depression at the moment yeah but like just to actually kind of you know 
actively answer and, and kind of put things out into the world of of maybe I am struggling today. Maybe I need a little mm. pick me up and and that's okay. And you know, I can try again tomorrow or so I'm gonna actively go and do this now and yeah, I think just kind of putting things out into the world consciously, uh, mm. whether you're whether you're asking or, or replying to a, a question, you know. I think that's a a really solid thing for building that community and building that kind of environment where mm. we can look out for each other. Awesome. So maybe maybe a good place to end it would be to say let people know what's going on for the rest of the year with heads what the plans are what the immediate plans are what the long game plans are and where people can get in touch if needs be or how to get involved heck yeah so uh the website is h-a-t-w that's for heads above the waves h-a-t-w.co.uk um it is heads above the waves on instagram on facebook uh, it's H-A-T-W underscore UK on Twitter because some swine has H-A-T-W. So. Um, what a game. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I guess in terms of like plans, um, well, by the time this goes out, actually, we hopefully will have uh, launched a, uh, a booklet within hospitals that's going to hopefully oh. be like a really kind of, you know, practical resource oh, I sound like such a boring man I don't know. but like hopefully like a practical cool thing that like if you mm. find yourself um, hospitalised as a result of self-harm is a little booklet full of uh, ideas places you can talk ways to talk um, stuff to try uh, as well as it being like a little kind of activity thing as well so like checking in with different areas of your life and writing an action plan for what you're going to do next time you're feeling rubbish and mm. um, some space to just kind of draw in there as well so that's kind of like I say, hopefully that'll be launched by the time this comes out and actually it'll be smashing it so hard that we'll be rolling it out to hospitals all across yeah, the world. There you go. It's all, it, it, pick it up now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully. Um, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully you don't have to pick it up, but you know what I mean. You get the <laughs> yeah. point. I'm excited that it's everywhere now. Yes. Isn't it great that it's everywhere now because it was so successful? <laughs> um, so yeah, and then and then we've also, we've just, um, just now gone through this process of like, redeveloping our workshops uh so hopefully looking to kind of roll that out and make that a thing that's going to be available in 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 schools across wales but hopefully across england as well we kind of start to branch out to having these workshops and um sessions and spaces where people can talk about what they're going through and make that a thing that everyone can have Mm. access to that's the that's the goal so awesome great <laughs> and that's that big thanks to Sai and the rest of the heads team for working with BSM at past events and also talking to me on this one after the show is hosted by me Connor Laws edited by my good friend and also partial secret wrestling fan Oscar Lydia if you like this output give us a rating give us a like smash the thumbs up maybe even rate the podcast and you know just keep it big band jazzy 